0: The Becoming Parents podcast. I'm Jen Taylor, your host. I am mom of 18 and you can find me on momsrunningit.com. Remember, give a shout out to those who are brave enough to share their stories with us on how they have become parents. Let's dive right in. Hello, today I'm with Alana Heim, and I love you so much. I love you. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited. We actually both live in Reno, Nevada, and we personally know each other really well. I actually will talk about your coaching at the end, but you are the best coaching money I ever spent. And I'm not saying that to plug you. I genuinely, it made, I have, I have worked with so many coaches and your coaching made the most significant positive changes in my life. So we will talk about that soon.
1: (laughs) And welcome. Yay, I'm so excited. Let's let's dive
0: in. Yes, so the first thing, first of all, you were on my podcast before three times. Those links are in the show notes. And also the links to all of your social media are in the show notes. and I want people to make sure they jump on
1: those. Um, you delivered twins. Yes, and they are turning eight. Very soon in in the month of April, so uh, it's kind of crazy. I'm always like, "Wait, how did we get here? We actually have made it this far."
0: <laughs> I think we all feel that way. <laughs> like we're all excited to have our kids, and you're pregnant, and it's all like super exciting. And then it happens, and you're like, "Wow, what are we doing? Like, why are we doing this?" And then you start to get through it. So your first pregnancy is
1: twins. You didn't have any trouble getting pregnant. First pregnancy. It was a single was my daughter who's almost 14. So yeah. So luckily I'd already had a child and that pregnancy was actually pretty easy. And then I would say the pregnancy with the twins was even easier. Okay. So back up
0: to your daughter. I, I had them backwards. So you had your daughter easy labor was fine. No pregnancy complications, delivery was
1: great. I got to, you know, have her vaginally. Um, She was full term, like all the things. And then even with the twins, they were full term. So you know, 37 weeks in a day. Um, Wow, the the main piece was, I was able to work out until 30 weeks, I was super healthy, the pregnancy was great, no back issues, saw my chiropractor throughout the pregnancy, which I did not do with my first. And I highly recommend it my ob flat out told me don't go to the chiropractor and i knew how badly my back actually got kind of messed up for my first pregnancy that i was like no my intuition is go to the chiropractor so my back was amazing i had plenty of space for the two kids it was great so that's where i didn't listen to her and i should have done the same for delivery but instead i i let myself get talked into doing a c-section So that's part of the title that we have is not
0: listening to your intuition. So on round one, easy pregnancy, great delivery, everything went as planned, except intuitively you want to go to the chiropractor and instead you listen to the doctor and it really messed up your back.
1: Um, No one told me to go. I just, I'd always gone, but for some reason I didn't go uh, as much as I should have. And especially being pregnant, it's like you need all the space you can get and Anyway, I had, um, my lumbar was really messed up for years. It took many adjustments to get it right. So pregnancy kind of messed it up in that first, the first time.
0: And I want to point out that we're really speaking strongly about following your intuition as a woman with your own body that's pregnant. Like the doctors know a lot and that's great and we need them or the midwives or however you do that. However, you still are your first best intuition, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know,
1: you know what you need. You know, you have a sense of what the baby needs, right? It's like that intuition yeah. when you're yeah. like, okay, something doesn't feel right. I think something's not right. And everyone tells you, oh, you're just, you're imagining things. No, we have that gut instinct.
0: Yeah. And then, okay, so take us to the twins. When did you find out you're having twins? How much of a shock was this? Like,
1: take me <laughs> through that
0: part first because-
1: so at the time, my my firstborn was at Montessori, which is a private school, and we knew we're getting pregnant, we're gonna have another kid. Well, as we're at the doctor, and it was kind of towards the end of the first term when we could get the the appointment or whatnot. Um, I'd also been tracking my food. So I knew you only needed to eat like 500 calories more if you're pregnant. And yeah, I was starving all the time. So we go to the doctor and she's like looking and she's like, oh, look, there's two. And then she keeps looking. And I was like, stop looking. Like, (laughs) don't find more. (laughs) Like, oh gosh. And so we were just, I was so in shock because. Immediately was like, oh, gosh, how do we put two more kids into private school? <laughs> and just the – so anyway, then it made sense, like, why I was so hungry. I was feeding three of us. And from that point, it was just like we, we were. We were in absolute shock. And so I know that because we can be explicit. My husband, he just brought it up the other day. His post to share with the world, because this is how he's just very direct, he's like – went to the vagina doctor, motherfucking twins, y'all. Like, that's how crazy shocked (laughs) we were. And then, of course, people got offended in the way he shared it. But it was like, that was our, what? Like, it wasn't planned. It was just nature, me probably being older, being able to drop more eggs. And (laughs) two.
0: I mean, it, how cool is that? That just automatically on your own, nothing, no in vitro, no infertility, you just like naturally got pregnant with twins and how exciting it was, how do you feel about the f- five year
1: age gap? Hmm. Six years, uh, six year age gap. Yep, yeah, It's like five and a half. Amazing. So Kayla was a kindergartner when you yeah. were born and she, she's just such a great, amazing kid. Like she can do everything for herself. She still gets herself off to school, gets herself ready. So in that haze of like not sleeping and taking care of two, she could get herself ready. And then my, my dad would come pick her up and take her to school. So she's always been like mother hen, very helpful. And then what's a blessing is because she's so much older, they have each other. So yes. even as she is this teenager who's going and doing her own thing and she's going to leave before them at some point, it's like they have each other. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool that the way it worked out.
0: Tell me about, so the pregnancy was good. You can eat more now. <laughs> You're not <laughs> starving. You got to 37 weeks without yeah. a, no yeah. bed rest, nothing, just mm-hmm. perfectly. Like, that's really phenomenal.
1: And I I'm a CPA. And at the time still did tax season. So I went through tax season and my twins were born April 21st. We made it through tax season born right after. It was like,
0: bam. (laughs) Wow. Super pregnant with twins. How, how did uncomfortable with you? Were you like the first time you were uncomfortable because of your back, but the second time it's just a lot more space. Did you feel a lot of discomfort in that end
1: part? um no it it, it wasn't it I mean sure I just could I was kind of like I mean I think because my boobs were so big that was the part that was always uncomfortable going to bed and then you're not supposed to sleep on a certain side and it's like you know just making sure my arms didn't fall asleep (laughs) and making sure you know like you can be comfortable in bed because it's like it it was just huge my stomach was just huge Huge. So you go
0: to the hospital, you all, you went into labor on your own. Um, no, it
1: was still, it was scheduled. Although okay. I, I kind of feel like it was starting to already happen the night before. Um, but no, it was, it was a planned C-section because I was 35, which was high risk, even though super easy pregnancy and I felt great. Right but then also with twins, it was like, Oh, we need to do a C-section. And that's the part that I still regret to this day, because I didn't even allow myself the opportunity to see if I could deliver them vaginally. And I let her tell me how I need to do it. And I had that sense of, I don't know if I'm supposed to. And so you know, fast forward eight years later, I still have a massive scar tissue, like a lump in my scar tissue that still can cause me issues. Um, my son, he was the second to come out. He was like yanked. All I can remember is my whole body like being yanked around because he was so, he was so far up there. He didn't want to come out. And even now, just intuitively and seeing how he is energetically, emotionally, he's, he's been angry. And part of me looks back and goes, oh my God, this little guy was angry from the moment he came out because he didn't want to. He didn't want to make his entrance yet and he was forced to come out. And it's like that same reaction is how he gets when he's pissed.
0: Hmm. What? This this is such a hard one with twins. I mean, do you even know looking back, were they both head down? Were they... Cause there are a lot of, there can be a lot of complications. I'm all for VBACs yeah. and I'm all for twin births every single time you can possibly do stuff like that. I like, I'm a hundred percent on board for that. However, there are higher risks and complications. So what is your feeling looking back and what, I guess, what questions would you have asked? So if someone's in a similar situation, feeling that way and scheduling that C-section what would you have done differently and how would you have asked to avoid that at all costs? Yeah,
1: it would have been better to at least ask more questions, just Mm -hmm. any questions really, because I think back then too, where I was at that point in my life, I wasn't yet like asking any questions. I wasn't speaking up for myself. And that's what I've really learned to do. So questions like if we – even if the babies aren't head down yet, or if they are, if one is, or at what point would it be more that emergency C-section? Could we still go for vaginal? And if something changes, um, yeah, it's, and and it's hard. And I think that's why it's just easy to say, you've got two, we just know how to get them out and have it be okay versus, you know, having to deal with, do they have to get flipped? Is it safe? Um, yeah. So, but it just felt like it there I never had the choice. That's because right. I allowed myself to not ask the questions and find out is there a choice? And of course, I um, was in a twins group and there were plenty of twin pregnancies that did go for a vaginal delivery and then. And maybe they had to have a C-section or they were able to deliver. Um, But again, I had never even considered like home birth or any other options. I just knew I wanted whatever was healthiest and best for my, for my twins and making sure that they were safe. And so we went with that, but that's been the regret or kind of this feeling of, um, I didn't listen to myself. I didn't like stand up for myself. And I, I let her tell me, okay, we're doing a C-section. And I was like, okay, I think
0: also having this scar and having eight years pass and having a scar that bothers you is like insult to injury. Like, did I really need to have the scar? I think it's different because I have a scar hip to hip, but it was an emergency and it saved my life. Mm. So, you know, and it was during the loss of a pregnancy. It's just that like that when I look at my scar, it, I have it because my life was saved. And when you look at your scar, you have it because you didn't speak up. And there's a, a much different feeling on just the scar in general. And then you have issues with it. So it's like, you, you know, it's not like something you could just like get over. Like it's too late. It still causes you issues. Have you ever looked at having it, um, reduced or, cause you said there's a lump in it.
1: Um, I've done natural stuff as much as I can. So I've done lots of, let's say shadow work and even like getting to more of the emotional layer of um, tapping with it and and exploring like what else is really going on. And that was the bigger part is I was really upset with myself because I didn't get to push. And that Uh was like this really, it was just this interesting layer of I didn't get to push and I and as the mother here we know what our body needs and we know how to push yeah. like we know how to deliver even if we've never done it it's just instinctively in us and I wasn't able to and and like so much emotion was there because it was taken away I I allowed that to not mm. be able to happen right it was it was me making that decision um, and then just recognizing that I was I wasn't happy with myself and, and the situation and I had to forgive it. And so more and more, it, it doesn't cause as much pain, but it's still there. And I still am like, okay, I know the body can heal itself. like I know there's ways and um, yeah, it, it is. It's just that reminder. and, and potentially yeah. the reminder in a good way to say, trust yourself, speak up, Yeah. Do what's best for you, not what anybody else thinks.
0: Right. And I mean, there is a point where you you need to make you need to listen to the doctors and there are life saving and you don't want to do anything dangerous. There's just so much more before that happens. And it is it's super convenient for doctors to put it on their schedule and just have you just go in and do it when they want. How long after the twins? Cause you're, you are, you are a CPA and you are working in a traditional sense and you are unhappy and you share a lot of that story. Well, you've shared that story on my podcast, but you shared it on your website a little bit, but like bridge that gap between your dissatisfaction with your job and your, well, your career. And then, um, you know, when you made that change,
1: cause I actually, I don't know when that is. Mm. Yeah. So The beauty of the twins, I always say, Hazel and Hunter, they are my catalyst. Like they Ah. were the big catalyst to everything. So around the time, uh, probably before I had them, it's like right around there, I was already having a sense of um, I needed to learn and learn different stuff. And I found human design. And that's the part where I really realized – I have other gifts. I'm here for something more. I wasn't actually working in the way in which I'm designed. So I loved my work. Like I loved my life up until I had them. And it's really interesting because then once I had them, everything changed. Had them right after tax season. So I had almost a whole year to work from home to be with them. Fast forward to me knowing more about my design. I'm actually designed to be internal markets in my environment, which means to work from home. Like it's it's part of who I am. When I had Taylor, I had that same blip. I got to work from home, loved it. It's almost mm. like having the twins helped me to see again, like I'm supposed to be in this environment. It's just, it's an energy. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't wanna be around people, but it's more of like, my home is where I work and my where I work is where I play and I get to invite people in. And so working from home and then tech, the next tech season came and I had to be at work and I had to work 60 hours and kill myself. And so it kind of was suddenly that awareness of, I say that my family is my most important value and they are, but yeah, I don't really get to be with them. I'm at work. And it just got me to realize something needs to change. And I'm, I'm getting exhausted being here at work, doing tax seasons, doing the grind. So it was actually in 2016, which would have been two years after they were born. Okay. Is when I finally I was just like, that was my last tax season, I was done. And it was my husband that kept saying, just quit. And I'm like, what, what does that mean? What do you mean quit? And you know, what do I do? And I really didn't know when I was starting my business um, prosperity alignment, but it was just one of those things, like for me to follow my path and my intuition was I can't keep doing this or I'm going to literally not be here for my kids because I'm going to be a burned out, broken mom who has three kids. And my husband is already um, disabled, former Marine, like, you know, he's not going out and working and needed me at home to, to help be supportive. And um, he was kind of like the stay at home mom. But it was just like, I can't do this. And I could already feel that path. And I think we all feel it. There's times when we know we can't do this anymore. But things tell us we should just stick it out. And I couldn't. And so I had to just leave it all.
0: I think that there's this internal battle and I think it's both parents, but moms, maybe we feel it differently. I don't know if we feel it more that working is taking care of our family, but it's also taking us from our family. And I mean, you know, I've had times like that, too. I didn't want to go to this job and spend all these hours and be away from my kids. And at the same time I had to pay bills and there's, there is this massive battle, internal battle between like, well, needing to earn money and needing to spend time with family. And yeah, my family is one of my absolutely top values and it doesn't seem like it when you look at all of the time that you are gone and working that it's a really, really tough thing to navigate. And I've been home for six years working from home for six years now this month that we're recording. And it's it it's still it's it made it completely different for me, much better, challenging in different ways, but much better. so i'm I'm so glad that you said that there was that blip with your daughter because again, we're discussing not following your gut instinct your intuition not like knowing something's off and wanting to change it and also do you feel like sometimes we don't know what to change or how to change it like what does that even look like what does that mean
1: yeah and when because the time okay yeah is yeah always about timing and you just like have this sense and so for me so much happened before I quit like so much was happening behind the scenes and me having um, this knowing I'm leaving I'm done. And I'm going to plan it, right? Like there is this part of me that plans and knew how my exit was going to be and knew I was going to quit after tax season, but not until I at least take my vacation after tax season. I earned it and then I'll give notice. But in the meantime, I was already, you know, going to a retreat in the middle of tax season, which I shouldn't have been able to do to figure out how am I going to start a business and then, you know, go to the attorney and get a business started. And, you know, my background is being in finances and I've always been really good with money. So it was kind of like one of those things too, where we have money set aside and usually it's like you, you either do or you don't, but even if you do, you don't want to use it. And it was like, yeah, it's, but this, I think is what it's for. Like, I don't know why I've been saving or what this is for, but clearly it's to help me get the heck out of doing what I can't do. Cause it's going to kill me or it's going to crush my soul. And this is going to help it be okay if, if it's not producing income. And so I've been in this blessed situation where it's like, It just, it was working out. And, and what I've really found is the, the moment you make the decision, God and universe will conspire to help you and work in your favor, even if it's not the way in which you expected it, Uh, but there was the, the, the hardest part is making that decision to quit, to let something go because the first thought is about money how am I going to make money and, and where's it going to come from? How am I going to pay the bills? And if you base a decision on those pieces, you're not doing it for your aligned purpose and your intuition will be there to guide you. If you're willing to actually listen to it.
0: I think also doors open, you know, once you make that decision and step into it, it's like, Oh, all this was right here and we just didn't see it. Like you just didn't realize things were right there. And once you make that switch, it's, it's not even like things open up. They were there. You just didn't <laughs> see them. You right? Just suddenly
1: you the blinders are off. Suddenly you're like seeing the opportunities or meeting the right people. And, and when I right. really look back um, based on my energy design, that's how it works for me.
0: Right.
1: I get the invitations to make the next leap. And it's like, oh, this was just a little different. I was moving from paycheck to being the an entrepreneur and being more self-employed. And again, that's one of the scariest pieces. But right. just like parenting, you, you're you going to do it even if you're not ready, right? It's going to happen. And it's like making a big shift to entrepreneurism, same thing. You just make it happen. You make it work if that's what you're led to do and it the timing feels right and you feel like, let's go for it you got
0: involved with human design so if people don't know what that is and still like i know what it is and i can pull (laughs) up my chart and i've asked you so many, like where's my chart and somebody asked somebody's like oh you've done human design what is your whatever and i'm like i i it i look at it and it still doesn't make sense when you explain it to me I realize that the chart doesn't need to make sense. Me understanding how I work is what needs to make sense for me. You got involved in that. So explain it a little bit and jump into parenting
1: with that. Oh, yes. So it's a blueprint. Mm-hmm. It's your astrological map. So it's a little different than astrology, right? Astrology just kind of like maps it. It's got all these pieces. It's, it's more you've got, um, I can just kind of show like here's a chart of two people. So um, a chart is looking at who are you energetically? Where are the planets? And then it goes into even um, the Hindu chakra system. It looks at the Chinese I Ching. It, It brings in some quantum physics some DNA aspects. There's all of these things that are interconnected. When you get your chart, there's a certain way of being within you. And so most of the time we're pushing to be like me. I was pushing to be a type in the CPA world. I am not. And I could do it and I could do it very well, but over time, it was literally burning me out and exhausting me. So if we want to be in flow with those opportunities and having the awareness to see what shows up when you're following your human design, it's that much easier. And so just like this chart with two people, I can say, here's me, here's Jen, here, here we, here we are together, or I can say, here's me and my child, And here's how we work together in relationship to either communicate well or not. And so for me and the twins, I have a certain way of helping all of their emotional energy and all of their energy that's stuck in the body. It doesn't naturally get to the throat. So with me, all of it can come out. And it's fascinating because just certain questions, I can ask them yes, no questions for their generator type. Are you upset? Uh-huh. Do you know why you're upset? Uh-huh. Can you tell me why you're upset? Uh-huh. And then it just pours out and all of the emotion gets out. My husband doesn't have that ability. And when you, if you were to see them connect, he could ask the same questions and it's like, uh-huh. uh uh-huh. And it just like, there's a wall and it's not intentional. It's not that they don't want to talk to them it's energetically there is no freeway for that energy to get to the throat to be expressed so the thing is if he's the one saying okay i can't get them to open up maybe it's for me to help get that out of them or help them release it because it's just an exit point for emotions it's it's this way of knowing certain times with certain people You either are pouring your guts out and telling people stuff that you would not tell someone else or, or it's, it's blocked. It's not going to come out. And, and so it's not that people are, you know, emotionally like repressed. Sometimes we learn that sometimes the energies are not conducive for it to flow. It's not the right time or the right place. Does that make sense? Yes. And I love that. So what could happen when you put your
0: husband with each of the kids, he has a different process, a different way. To talk to them than you do. Yes. Right. Yes.
1: And depending on who each child is with, they're going to pull out new energies with each other. So sometimes it's like if you're in a family with a couple kids and you're like, oh, this just feels so easy. And then you add more and it feels chaotic. It's all part of the energy. Because if you have kids who suddenly have access to pull stuff out and they just want to talk, 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 it's just part of the energy. And when you see it and you understand it, you go, wow, it's not my child being misbehaved or being loud. It's just they're feeling all this energy and it's like amping them up and they just want to release it and they want to be part of the conversation. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They Mm want to be included. Um, And then there's intuitive aspects to the chart too of knowing what are your ways of sensing or knowing Or maybe you have intuitive smell or ways of like touching. And there's just so many really cool pieces to know if this is how your child is, this is how you are, and you're different. You're not raising them to be like you and do like you. You're actually allowing them to be unique in the way that they're meant to be.
0: I see it with my 12 year old all the time and the, and so I know people will understand this because if my husband says hey it's time to go brush your teeth she's like okay dad and if I say it's time to go brush your teeth she's like just clenches her jaw just irritated with me it doesn't matter what I say or the voice the intonation that it makes no difference her reaction to me saying it, and it's just absolutely perplexing. And also I remember doing love languages with my kids. This Mm. is way lower key than human design. But one of my kids, I I had this rule when we went shopping, not to ask for stuff. And part of that was because it drove me crazy. It's like a pet peeve. And also I didn't always have the money. So saying no made me feel bad. And so Mm. we got into this habit of saying, Hey mom, did you see this? I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, we need to get Annie's mac and cheese. So go ahead and put that. So it was a way to not be confrontational. Mm. And for me to always feel like I was saying, no, just alert me that you see something. And if it's something we can get, I'll allow you to get it. But he was so much more asky than the other kids. And his love language was gifts. And I remember mm. figuring that out and being like, oh, my gosh, now I understand every tension that we have every time we walk into a store and you're talking about this on such a like grand scale. So I used to throw a pack of gum in the cart for him because I knew it was, and he would be in tears as a little kid. Cause I got a pack of gum. Aww. This is like on such a bigger scale than yeah. that. It's how you do lots of different things. So people should definitely understand the, how it works. Um,
1: and it's and just, it's based that. on, it's based on birth information. So the right. key is the birth time. So most places will log that. And even generations, like my grandparents' um, birth certificate had the time, but yeah. not all do. So that's right. the piece where, again, if, if you cannot find the time, we can either try and back into it. There's some some ways to do that. But um, I run free charts because the reality is if you can at least just know the basic, like let's say the type, and you're a generator, and I'm a projector, there's already a difference. And if you know the difference, like me being the projector, so is my husband and our oldest, but the twins are generators. Ah. I know how to talk to the twins with yes, no, but to ask my husband and my daughter open-ended questions, right? So there's different ways of communicating that you have to know, but that just makes things so much easier. Right. Oh my gosh.
0: That's so, that is crazy. Awesome. Cause you and I have talked a little bit on how we react like you and I react. Cause you know, to ask me yes and no questions. You also taught me to trust my gut feeling. And at first I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And you said, if I ask you a question that's yes, no, you know, instantly
1: instantly in your
0: gut you know from the answer here, not from here not here right yes
1: and that was the part you had to learn to drop right. and be in the body and that's that's usually the hardest part for people it, if you've it lived is. your whole life up here
0: I have but that's why I'm that's why I said in the beginning like the coaching made such a significant impact because now I don't even think about it or question it and I have no guilt or reservation or hesitation about what my answer is I own it I just own that. Anyway, yeah, that's a shout out to you. But also it's an explanation of when you know that when I have to ask myself yes and no questions. Mm -hmm. I have to have my husband say, can you rephrase that for me? Like I, I can't function as with those open ended questions. So I'm, I'm feeling your twins hardcore because my I go into my brain and I try to
1: process it and I like I can't. Open-ended so, is too expansive because for yeah. you, it's direct. It's like specific. And if yep. I give you this open question, you're like, ah, uh, you're searching for the answer and it's not, it's just, there's no it's certainty. Not there. And it's right. the reverse for me. I actually right. need more expansive space so that I can be like, ah, oh, there it is. Right. But if you okay. ask, yeah, no, I'm going to like, create my own expansive energy and go out. Well, yes, I could say yes, but no. And and you're going, oh my God, lady, it's just a yes, no. Like it's one word. Just <laughs> give me one word. Come on. But it's what we do with our kids, right? So yeah, yeah. If, you have, if you have children that you ask a simple yes, no, and they never give you a yes, no, then you've got to flip it. You've got to ask them more of an open-ended question. And if you just put this statement, it's gold. I'm wondering I'm wondering if you would like to go to the park. It already creates the space that they really need. And they'll probably say yes or no very quickly. It's so, it's so
0: fascinating to me. So fascinating. And I, I learned from you to um, say things to people when people are trying to tell me something and they're like going on and on and my brain can't stick with it. I say, I prefer if you're very direct and really blunt, just condense it to something short. And, and somebody looked at me. This happened like uh two weeks ago. And the guy looked at me and said, really, because I'm female. So I'm all feeling right. I can't. I'm like, I'm telling you, I can handle blunt directness. I really prefer it. And he made one statement and I was like, that's all I needed to know. Cause this conversation was making my head explode. <laughs> so you learn, you learn even like how to ask people, but how to how to know how to ask for yourself, I guess. Totally. and you're teaching your kids that yes let's wrap up and end uh, they uh, people have the links but the easiest place to find you connect with you and your coaching you have i have this up i had this up on purpose let me where is my mouse? So i don't have any idea okay there it is um you have an event right now it's in the middle of it it's the courage to thrive event so on your website the prosperityalignment.com website you have upcoming or you have events and some are upcoming and some are past so anyway i thought that one was really cool and exciting tell tell me the easiest place and way and what you do for coaching and like what questions people need to ask to know if you're a good fit or just a strategy session.
1: <laughs> okay, so my prosperityalignment.com, I've got all kinds of stuff okay. there. You can find me on um, Instagram. I'm, I'm Ah, more there than let's say Facebook, but I also have videos you can watch on YouTube. So I've got stuff kind of wherever that you can find out, be intrigued, have questions. I do have um, a free breakthrough session, prosperity breakthrough session. If you wanted to see if we're a fit, really what I love helping anyone, individuals, couples, entrepreneurs is navigating the energies beneath your life, your business, your money. So at the end of the day, yes, I have all kinds of financial background. I focus on prosperity in the way in which you show up. Align who you are with what you want because if you don't know who you are, it's really hard to go navigate on the easy path or the flow um, to get what you want. And then sometimes, especially if, you know, if you are a woman, it's like, we don't always know what we want because we don't want to put ourselves first and we put our kids first. And it's like, who me? Me? What do I want? Oh, it doesn't matter. It does. And so if you're in transition or you're having this knowing that you're supposed to be on a different path and you don't know what that looks like and you don't know how to get there, I love opening you to really see yourself, to see the gifts, to understand the energy. So whether that's through coaching and weaving in human design, I do remote energy work as well to help clear the energy and blocks. So I do monthly group sessions that are on a donation base. I always find that's a great way if people want to see how it works, then they can try that out. Um, Yeah. So did I answer all the questions? I know there were a lot. I think so.
0: I think so. No, you, you, people can go anywhere to get information in the way they want and then just reach out to you and jump into stuff. Yeah. Thank
1: you, Alana, so much for being on. I love this story. Yes. Yay. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun.